This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey, everybody. I can't believe it's already Wednesday again, Uh, but lo and behold, here we are. Wednesday afternoon, evening, nighttime, depending on where you're at. Here it's just before evening. Late afternoon, I would say. Wouldn't you say, Tim? Yes. Late afternoon on the West Coast, beautiful Santa Cruz, California. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Really glad to see you. Um, If you are new, welcome. And if you'd like to come on into the Zoom call, you can do that by just clicking on the link in the description and the Facebook post. And uh, just come on in and uh, chat with us. It's fun. We are going to have um, a good time. So anyway, we were just kind of chatting, you know, as we were getting warmed up here, and uh, Brian was just asking about discounts. I think that's a great topic for tonight. Do you provide discounts to to customers? Um, And the context Brian was talking about was like multiple, if you've got multiple bathrooms in a house or for a contract or something like that, do you discount that? Um, or are there other situations where you, you know, give people a deal? I'm curious. Bill started to talk about it. Bill, what were you saying about that? Well, the, Brian's question was, if you're doing work for a builder with multiple doors, do you do a discount? And I said, we used to when we were getting started and we were looking to get builders, but they became a headache when the second or third bathroom that we were supposed to do wasn't ready. And now we're the whole idea of the discount is so you don't have to go back and charge and trip charges for the second and the third one, but it ends up you're going back anyhow. And it's very difficult to then increase their price because they didn't fulfill their end of the contract by having everything ready. So it became where it was intended to be a good thing for the builder and entice him to give you the whole job, it ended up being actually detrimental because now you got to go back to the guy and say, hey, because it wasn't ready, I can't give you that discount. And then they think you're stiffing them. It, it just wasn't worth it. So we stopped doing that. Now, it's a different story if you're doing a homeowner and you're there to sell them a, a shower door and then say, hey, if you want to do a second one, because you're not dealing with the tile guy at that point. You're only talking about removals of an existing door. And then if there's a problem, then it's more on you if you're not doing the removal uh, properly and you're yanking out tile during that removal. Uh, so the short answer to the question is what Brian asked was about <laughs> builders. I would say not necessarily on builders. Now, keep in mind, they're getting a discount in a different way also is uh, when you originally bid their price, you're getting a builder price. The second thing is you're generally giving them terms and they're paying you 30, 45 days. Now, a couple of years ago, that didn't matter, but now you can actually start getting interest on your money again. So like they say, time is money. Uh, Turning that money over quick is very important. So 
you know, they are getting a discount by paying in 30 or 45 days. And to some builders, that's even good. They go 60 to 70 days. So explain what you mean by you use the term builder price. Yes. So when you're originally quoting a contractor for multiple showers in a house and you're giving them a quote unquote builder price, that's essentially a discounted price. Yeah, or I mean, am I understanding that incorrectly? No, no, you're you're understanding it right. I mean, this is this is a builder that's giving you multiple jobs over the course of a period of time, and you're going to get special pricing for that. Now, that comes as a two way street. They should have things ready for you. You know, when you make a relationship with a builder, they they should know that the tile should be set and ready when you're ready to measure. They shouldn't have you out there when it's still studs because obviously that doesn't do you any good. And they shouldn't have you out there just because the wall or the field pile is in place and they're going to guess that the sure. threshold is level or pitched properly. Or, you know, if you have a notch panel in line or something and you want to uh, verify the elevation for the notch, those builders should know what you need. And for that and giving you multiple jobs that you can fit into your schedule because most builders, you can be flexible there. When you're dealing with homeowners, you have to be on a more rigid schedule. At least you should be. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I would give a builder a discount. And I would give them discounted pricing because they're giving us a lot of work over the year or multiple years. So, yes, they right. do get a discount. Same so thing my... with designers and, and other people that feed you constantly uh, business. Yeah, like my particular case the reason for me bringing this up as a question this evening was that I went and looked at uh, a few showers for a builder, custom home builder, but it's, it's the first time that he and I will potentially be working together. So based on a good relationship, me kind of holding up my end of the bargain and, and, you know, one hand washing the other, it could be an ongoing relationship, but at this current point in time, there's no relationship developed. So I could go in and, and give him, you know, better pricing and, and better service to get my foot in the door. And it could theoretically be a one-off and I may never, ever hear from this guy again, but right. But you don't know, you never know. So the problem that I see, Brian, and I understand where you're coming from and I'm talking from experience because I did the same thing. Sure. I found out it was better giving him a discount after his third house and say, I will look at houses one and two and give you that discount on the third house. Let's build that relationship. I want you to be happy with me. I want to be happy with you, your staff, your process. If it all works out, yes, but let's, let's get our feet wet. I'm going to be very fair with you. I'm going to be very competitive in pricing, but I think I'm going to excel at service and quality. And I'm mm -hmm. hoping that that's what you... One, I'll also be there when there's a service and a warranty call from your customer. I'm not that sub that you're going to have to go chase down and go fix a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. I find out that that's most important to these guys. Pulling your hair out, chasing warranty work is terrible. So when they get a sub that responds to that, that's important to them. Very important. Right. Stand, stand behind your product and your service. Yeah. You know, do the installation so that they can close without having money withheld and then respond to any service or punch list items. That's very important. 
I wouldn't discount yourself too early because once they know you give it away, they're going to beat you up for more and more and more. It's it's a tailspin for you. Right, right. The other thing Brian, that I'll, we I'll, do. I'll, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Christina. Really, um, the only the other thing that we do, and you can kind of negotiate, is um, although we don't fabricate, we do provide. Um, priority scheduling for our contractors and priority order placement. So our purchasing manager always places contractor orders um, first ahead of homeowners and um, always schedules contractors first. Um, so that's a negotiating chip as well, especially when you're just building that relationship. And you're the what you're talking about, your pricing is is the same, or your pricing is reduced as well as the 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 service end, yes. of it, right? A higher level of service for Good sure. Question. So very similar to what Bill said, we typically don't start discounting a contractor until we build a, a relationship or know that we have a couple of jobs with them. Um, we don't even typically we don't even discuss it because our reputation in a lot of cases we're very lucky has preceded us um, in our market, but some sometimes builders will say, well, what are you going to do for me? I'm, I'm going to give you more business. And that's a tricky one. Sometimes we will go ahead and discount if we want to earn their business, and want to earn their trust. Um, generally, though, uh, try not to do that if we, we don't have to. And they understand that for the most part. But um, we still, I mean, we still have those one or two who are going to beat us up over price no matter what we do. So yeah, we'll, we'll discount, we'll give them priority. We'll show them all why they need to come back. And if they don't, we still have great margins on it. Um, we don't cut our margins too much one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just our policy. So Brian, there's another thing to look at here. Are they trying to negotiate with you or are you trying to sweeten the pot to get them uh, get their business because they're currently using somebody else? Uh, it would be the latter, um, but it was it was mentioned to me that he had whoever he was using. Uh, he's not happy with, you know kind of had his own opinion about this guy and didn't really get along with him. And, uh, you know, I was referred to him by um, a tile contractor that I had seen on a job. Um, sure. We were, we were there doing the shower. He was finishing up the tile work. So, you know, the tile guy got to see, you know, kind of how we work and, you know, that we didn't leave a mess and so on and so forth. And the, the referral and recommendation was given, you know, by his tile guy who he trusts. So, there was that, you know, relationship was kind of the introduction, I guess, was done correctly, properly. Um, but he's not asked me anything regarding pricing at this point, other than, you know, get me a, can you get me a price on these? Yeah, I would, Brian, if I were you, I wouldn't drop your pants too quick on it. He's looking for service. He's got a pain point right now. He's potentially wants to change subs. He's testing the water. I would just go in there, give him a fair competitive price and just kill him with service, follow up, make sure he likes it. Do something that you would know that the other guy didn't do. 
whether it's putting a right. blanket down and protecting it, sweeping up after, just go above and beyond. Uh, that's going to wow them to the point where they're going to use you. And it's worth an extra hundred bucks if you're a hundred bucks higher than he is. That's nothing. If you're the kind of guy that's going to answer the phone and be there when he says. Now, following up on Christina's, I would say this too. One of the be benefits we have with builders is that part of our deal is they need to be flexible with us. We'll, we'll give them a day we'll be there, but it might be 7.30 in the morning or 5.30 in the evening. Let us get the homeowners. Those are the ones that are on a tighter schedule. We'll fit that in. And then we have wide open flexibility because we've got generators or power inverters. We can work in new construction most any time. Mm. And, and the benefit of giving a builder discount for a guy that's giving you that work is that you have the flexibility with that schedule so that if you have a homeowner, they don't have to stay home from work all day waiting for you to show up because something happened at a builder house and tied you up. So now you, you get the homeowner job, you go in there, you get paid on completion of that. So your cash flow is good. And then you can do your builder work. So as long as he gets his job done, he's happy, whether you show up, like I said, late in the day or early in the morning, but work it around your other schedule. I heard somebody say something. I don't know what that was. I was saying earlier, Brian, my quick response to what you're dealing with would be, uh, you shouldn't be cheaper than the shitty guy. So if he doesn't like the guy, the guy for a reason, you shouldn't be cheaper than him for any reason. Because uh, you're, you know, you're going to give better service. That's the idea. Uh, and you should be paid for what you do. Um, I will say in regard to contractors, we do a tiered program. So a contractor that's giving us dozens of sh showers a year is going to work mm -hmm. at a different percentage than even a builder that's a new builder. So a new builder for us is going to get a builder price, but it's not the same builder price that someone who's giving me dozens of showers that I've been doing their work for years and years is going to get. So I kind of base it on volume, uh, mm. relationship, which is a big part of it, because even if a builder gives us a lot of work and they're extremely difficult to deal with, they're going to work at a certain price point. So, and then homeowners work at a completely separate price point. So, we kind of have an understanding on our sales team of, of how that works. Uh, but a new builder is also not going to get terms. They're going to work into terms. That's usually a six to 12 month process. So they're going to pay, they're going to pay deposits up front. Um, I base it on like, so we do so we do it different than other people in our area do it. And we do it better in my opinion. So we should be paid for that service. Uh, mm. And if, if you believe that you give a different type of service, then there's value in that. And they have to believe in kind of, you know, giving you some time to prove themselves. But it looks like you're feeling a, a pain point for him. So I wouldn't I wouldn't shoot myself in the knees to get rid of the, the guy that he's already mad at as long as you give good service. And I think you probably would. So you're not going to go out and, and overcharge. You know, you know, market. So mm -hmm. you might go less than like a typical retail homeowner. Uh, that's going to be a one time thing. But I wouldn't put him at your, you know, your lowest point right off the bat for, for any reason. Right, right. Does that help, Brian? That that does help. Yeah, that is helpful. Um, because I've I've questioned this in 
me for lack of a better term, struggled with it, uh, before on, on certain jobs and, uh, you know, where there were multiple showers for, uh, for a new, you know, a new, a new job, a new contractor, new, new remodeler, or whatever it was. And, and a lot of it was, and like, I forget that sometimes that, you know, part of, right. Part of what I'm charging for and what they're paying for is the exceptional level of communication and service and the quality, right? Like that's a big, big part of it. Um, you know, and, and I, I forget that sometimes, like I, I separate that from the product itself sometimes. And I don't sell one or the other. I sell them together as a package deal, you know, and I have to remember that and not, not that I doubt myself, but um, I tend to question it, I guess, a little too much sometimes, you know, especially when, when the home, you know, is, is sexy looking and the showers are real attractive looking and they look like they're going to be fun installs. And like, I want to get, you know, I want to get my hands on it and I want to, I want to make sure that I don't miss out, but you know, I got to, I got to remember that like, you know, what I provide is much more than just glass and hardware. Brian, how, how many builders do you have now? Um, not too many regulars, a handful. Um, most of them are remodelers and, and do renovations. They're not, you know, full home builders. Um, I would say four that, that give me pretty constant work throughout the year, maybe another two that it's kind of like a shower here or shower there, or, you know, they'll go through little spurts where, you know, for two months they'll, you know, they'll do six bathrooms or, or so. And then, you know, it'll go another four months, five months, and they don't do any, you know, so the ebb and flow of that, but. That's um, pretty much the same for us. Now, strategically, I'm thinking that we want to probably get a few more builders that, to get a little more volume, uh, be diversified with our customer base. Um, you know, it used to be all builders back, way back before the recession when I used to work for another company. Um, but uh, I certainly do like uh, having that diversification. I uh, definitely like the cash flow with homeowners and the, the communication with homeowners because, you know, they're, when they say all the tile and everything's ready, generally it is, you know, with the builder, you know, you never, ever really know, but I'm with Bill. I feel like you, you uh, it does help with the scheduling, which is another motivation for me uh, to get a few builders in. Um, and uh, I, I think we're at the point where strategically it makes sense. Um and, you know, if the guy does have a pain point, let's say you're a little high, you might express that and just uh, gives you an opportunity to um, sell him a little bit on your, your service. And if he's not really budget to move forward, you, you can always come down, but you can't go back up, as they mm -hmm. always say, you know. Mm -hmm. so you yeah. do want to start as high as you can. Um, but I think he'll probably uh, work with you. So. Well, and another thing that Brad Brian, another key question to ask: Do you do you know the numbers where you need to be, want to be on the back end when you complete a shower? 
Like, have you sat down and figured out like break even numbers and kind of, you know, stuff we've talked about the last few months, that's a key point of it too. Cause if you're selling a shower at a point that makes you uncomfortable, then you shouldn't be selling that shower. So that's a key part of it too, is you, you've got to know what numbers you feel comfortable at that also, you know, aren't going to hurt you later on, but, but knowing the number of where to be is, is a key part of it too. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's a good topic right there. A good segue into, because I was thinking earlier on, how much less would you say a builder should pay than a homeowner percentage wise? 5%, 8%? 10%. 10%. My number's 10. And when it comes to the numbers too, um, we base all of our numbers on uh, contractors. So builders and remodelers. And then um, homeowners pay. It's not like builders get a discount. In that case, I really feel like homeowners get an upcharge. Um, sure. I kind of, I kind of have the opposite feeling as you guys, some of you guys have expressed. Homeowners, I think, are a pain in the butt. Come I on, come on now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I get used to my contractors. We're seventy-five percent contractors and builders, and you know they call up and they say, "Here's my next house." You know, here's my schedule. Do the usual. I mean, send me a quote. Whatever. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're eating gravy. All you're doing is eating gravy at that point. You got to work for it. The customer, <laughs> the homeowners are going to be your biggest word of mouth, and you're going to grow your business because of the homeowners. A builder is not going to tell another builder that you're a great sub. Not going to happen. But a homeowner is going to tell their friend that you're a great company to work with. And you're going to get your 50% yeah. up front. You're going to get paid on completion, and you're going to get word of mouth and referrals. Mm. A builder well, is great. It's easy. It's easy money. They pick up the phone. Here's the house. You know my standard package. Generally, you have very little chance of upgrades. You're going to go and put a standard package. You don't get the face-to-face -face with the customers to sell them the half inch, the coating, the upgrade handles. At least most builders don't. The track builders don't do that. But that's your opportunity. The homeowners are giving you the opportunity to bring out your salesmanship and work for that money. Yes, you're getting gravy and, and it's great. But when the recession hit, like it's hit a couple of times and the builders are slow, you've got to get your team on board for the homeowner work because that's that's what keeps you going. We have one builder when it comes to new construction. Well, no, we have more than one. We have one builder that is our, our biggest builder. We have a couple of others that kind of like someone else was saying, they, you know, they build like, three homes a year. They're really high-end builders. So we see them like three times a year. Um, otherwise it's um, remodelers. And in a lot of cases, you know, we are still talking to the customer about what they want. You know, there's still, there's still some access to the customer there. And with the builders, um, I like to go to NARI and HBA and, and um, NKBA. And I go to all those meetings and we're in the tour of remodeled homes in the street of dreams. And it's like, you know, and then I put the contractors on our website in the gallery and I have contractors going, when are you going to put me up? Well, give me a good picture. So I, you know, I do try to 
I don't know, work them so that they know so-and-so is using me and they see that, oh, well, mm. you know, I should too. So I don't know. Those are definitely an untapped potential for us. And yeah, someday I'll go after. <laughs> well, now talking about this, okay. So margins, what, what gross percentage profit margin are homeowners and then what would you say the gross percentage profit margin is for a contractor and defined contract let's say somebody does one or two a month average or you, ask, you ask anybody specific or the group in general uh whoever wants to speak up uh how, how about you bill every you know, every one of us has different margins we go by because our costs are different. Mine's different because I'm making my own glass. Therefore, even if I told you, Brad, that a 70% margin, what does that work out to in real numbers? Because it's 70% margin of what, right? So you still have to understand what your costs are. So if you're going out and buying portals hardware and using half-inch glass, and, and you want to stay at a 70% margin, which is pretty much rule of thumb, I would say in our industry, a gross margin of 70%, then you may sell at 68, 67% to your builders, right? So they're getting a discount down. Like when we do that, generally the builders will get a percentage down, but it's on the base price of the door. So if they then want half inch and coating and this and that, there's not a discount on that. It's on your basic package. Okay. So then when I look at the mm. whole number, it's not 10% like Shannon gives. It might end up being 5% of the total number. It might be 6%. But take your sales at the end of the month and mix it up, your homeowners and your builders, and see where your margin is. So that's when Billy's saying, are you getting uncomfortable? If you're going down to 60% margin to get a builder, you're in the uncomfortable range where you're basically working without making much profit for yourself, unless your operating costs are so far low that you can do that. So you had, you know, the rest of the formula is getting to your net profit at the end after all of your expenses. And every single one of us has different operating costs whether it's your labor, your insurance, whatever it is, it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, it'd be nice. Some guys are running on 20% net profit at the end of the year. Some are at 30, some are at 10. But again, it's 10% of what number? Are you doing 50 million in sales? Are you doing 10 million in sales? Are you doing 1 million in sales? Now you put the percentage to it. Now you're getting real numbers. So throwing percentages out there is not, not the, a perfect answer. Yeah, it, it's a guide and it could get you close, but it's not a perfect answer. All right. Well, yeah, so you, you, you're vertically integrated, but most of us here aren't. That's correct. So I'm not, I might not be the perfect one to ask your particular question to because of the costs are different, right? Mm -hmm. mm. Even that well, discussion. That's a really good point. Go ahead, Go Christina. Ahead. Oh, I, well, I think that's a really good point. Um, at, a, at a certain point, though, I think we're just looking for the relationship between um, homeowner 
remodeling contractor and commercial builder. Um, I think those are the those are the numbers we're looking for. No matter what numbers we're talking about, what percentage discount or types of discounts are you all giving to a remodeling contractor who might give you six shower doors a month versus a customer who might give you one every two months, but it's like it's a huge job, maybe twenty thousand dollar job or you know whatever the a big job for your market is. Um, what are those relationships for you all? Do you think? Well, Christina, think about this too. You could be asking me, prices in Florida are probably not the same as in Georgia or in North Carolina or in California, right? A three-eighths door and panel, we may sell for $1,200. Somebody else is getting $1,600, $1,700, $1,800. Now you start applying your percentages there and you're coming up with different numbers all over the place. Hmm. Right. So just relationship-wise, we can't, there's no way to communicate these relationships. No, I don't want to say there's no way. You can just say you can apply a discount and that's up to you for your business. What you feel is important for those, you know, you want to prioritize builders. Do you want to prioritize remodelers? Do you want to prioritize uh, interior decorators that may be feeding you a lot of business or tile stores that feed you a lot of business? You have to look at that and prioritize it and figure out what's fair for both of you. Okay. You know what I'm saying how important is that to yeah. you? What what percentage of that business? And by discounting it, I mean, are you going to be overloaded with all customers that you're giving discounts to? So basically you're working yeah. for them. You know, yeah. you don't want to be working for them. You want to work your tail off for yourself so you can grow your business and invest in your own business. Right? Certainly. I I saw your post last week. It says, look out, Georgia. Well, if you want to keep growing, you're not going to keep growing if you're giving it away to every builder and designer around, right? Yeah, that's right. So um, I think Brad and I are actually bidding something we, we haven't done too often. It's a new custom home, which we've done work in new custom homes, like shower doors and things. But this hasn't, build hasn't even begun yet. And so they weren't, you know, stair rails and windscreens and wine cellars. And I mean, they, a sauna, a wine cellar, a safe, an elevator. I mean, they, this house is immaculate. It's crazy. Um, but we don't even, I mean, we can, we can bid it, but at a certain point, are we going to be $10,000 different than the same guy in our market? Because we're not discounting appropriately. I mean, but we also, again, to your point, have to make sure the job is worth our while, but we don't want to, I don't know, we want to get the job so badly. And that's what I think Brian was saying too, is like, it's a, it's a sexy house. You really want to be involved and you want to be involved with this builder and this home and this project, but at what cost? Yeah. And you got to look at whatever your cost is in relationship to what the builder is charging for the house and what his other subs are, are charging, right? I take a look at what plumbing they're putting in. Is the is the plumber putting in high-end Kohler or or Jado or really high-end plumbing fixtures, or is he going with a Moen and a very basic one? So you have to gauge it there too. And, and it also goes with what product are you selling them? Are you selling them the half-inch glass? You know, I mean, ultra clear with low iron, um, polished nickel 
So there's, there's all sorts of variables there. Mm-hmm. Usually on high-end houses, yeah. they're going to want high-end finishes. Definitely. The, um, the thing, they gave us blueprints, but they didn't give us, and they gave us me- like some measurements, but s- nothing else. I mean, nothing. The preliminary so plan. I have no idea so, what we're Yeah, that's, that's. Okay, but that's a great opportunity for you to make. That's where that's the opportunity for you to make that relationship. Make that phone call. Hey, I'm looking at this. You know, if we did this and this, it could save you some money. I'd hate to just give you an estimate of a number and you don't know what it entails. How high do you want to go? You know, if you go this high, it's not going to cost you as much as if you go this high, because that's going to re- require extra support, extra studying, maybe an extra bracket or two that's going to cost you more money. If you have the wall rotated, maybe we're not cutting miters on glass and it's going to save you money there too. Now you're building value with him, not only for that house, but he's going to remember, oh my God, Christina was was on her game. She could save us money on this next house that we're bidding. This is where you can take that opportunity and build friendships. I, I love it when they give us incomplete plans. I used to get very frustrated, very. Like, oh, you know, come on, I got these plans and you want a number and you don't even know what you want it for. But once you start calling, basically you're educating them on your on your business. And now they're knowing that you know your stuff. That I think that's really mm-hmm. important. Use that to your advantage. The obstacle is the way. Okay. The Absolutely. That, you know, the <laughs> obstacle is the way. You know, the, the thing that other people see as a roadblock or a challenge is a lot of times a real opportunity just to kind of look at things different. Like Bill was talking about, I mean, that's, that's brilliant because I know whenever I get drawings from somebody, it's always like a floor plan, right? You know, how do you build a shower door from a floor plan? You need elevations. You need to see, you know, is, is there a pony wall here? I mean, what's going on, you know? And, and, uh, but that is, it's a great opportunity to pick up the phone and call someone and talk to them. Uh, and ask those questions and get to know them. Let them get to know how cool you are and how much fun you are to work with. You know, um, hey, if if a person has a choice whether to work with someone who's nice, knowledgeable, and easygoing and friendly, or someone who's just a stick in the mud, I mean, who do you think they're going to pick? Even if your price is a little higher. You think about it. Christina, they're going to send that out to four or five glass shops to get a price, possibly. Um, but you're the one that's picking up the phone and trying to find ways to save them money. I don't know if anybody else is doing that. Right off the bat, you're at the top of the mind. So even if you don't get that job, you may get the next one. And I don't know how many times I've seen it where that purchasing agent leaves that builder and now goes work for another builder. And you're p- picking up more business in the future. These guys, I see job foremen leave all the time. There's so many builders around here. I just saw him at one shop. Now he's working for another guy. And a lot of them like to bring their subs with them because they're used to working with them. Yeah, yeah no, that's great information. I, um, I, was, I was worried about calling the builder because I didn't, I figure everyone's going to be calling him asking a million questions. I don't want to bother him, but you're right. I mean, you would be top of mind. You don't want to, you know, get lost in the bottom of the stack because you didn't make the call. 
Think about it. You are so tech savvy. They could send you to plans and you could turn around and give them the inspirational photos. Here, take a look at this one we just did. Is this what you're looking for? Or you could do it this way and you could show it to them. Now they're seeing pictures of the work being done and that just embeds it right in here. Christina went out of her way mm. to send me this. And basically mm. you're educating him so he can speak, he or her, can speak more intelligently to their customer. Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot on yeah. their mind. You know, I mean, if you're help, if you can offer some suggestions, you're helping them a lot. And, yeah. and that idea of you know, they're of thinking someone's getting inundated with calls. That's what everybody else is thinking. Same thing, and and nobody's calling is what's really happening. So, yeah, a, a lot of people are thinking awesome. that builders are just numbers guys, and no, they've got some some humanity behind it, believe it or not. And they have personal relationships that they build. And I got to tell you, I just had work done at my house, and there's guys that their price was cheap. I would never ever have them back again after the way they work. And I will go out of my way to get somebody that will do a good job and I'll pay them more for it. I will. I think when they find that right sub price, isn't going to be the issue. It's going to be, when can you do it? Can you take care of my customer? Then they put it off and go on to their next job. And they know that they're in good hands with you to take care of their customer. Now I'll get a set of plans from, online from a contractor and I'll look at it and it's and I'll pick the pages and put it on a thumb drive and go over staples and get a, you know, a couple pages printed out so I can figure at least something for it. At least look at it, huh? Yeah, yeah, because it's hard to put your scale yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot different looking at it on a piece of paper than it is on a you know it doesn't cost that much to get a a couple pages printed out. Yeah, but you know, Tim, if, if Christina turns around and, and sends them a digital image of one that they've already done, because yeah. I think all of us have a pretty good digital library of jobs that we've done and probably have them organized between door, door and panel, et cetera. And I know if you're using a Mac, you can easily flip the picture. So it doesn't matter if it's hinged left or right. You just flip the picture and there's the orientation. Yeah, but most, most, most of these plans... There is that there are no details of mm -hmm. right. elevations of the showers. They're just you know right. They're just uh, overhead views or what they overhead what, views and yeah. And I just give them my you know this is my interpretation. This is just for a budget item only, and they yeah. they go with that because all that stuff isn't figured out till the end anyway. Hey, we we take the opportunity to meet the purchasers whether we go to their office or just make that yeah. phone call or do a yeah. FaceTime phone call. But the same thing, I try and look at the plans and see who the architect is also and make that recommendation and call that. Even if you call the architect, hey, just look to your plans. I want to let you know, great set of plans. House looks great. If you ever need anybody or if you need any advice on whatever's coming up in shower doors, here, keep my number. They love that. They love it. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to pricing too, that's something that we all agonize over, right? And it takes a long time for us to develop our pricing system. So, I mean, really, we all kind of do pretty much the same work. 
But in order to like compete in the marketplace, you have to be able to bid jobs accurately, right? And so that's something you put a lot of work in. That's something that's very valuable to you. So think about that whenever somebody asks you for a discount. You know, uh, wow, you know, we put a lot of work, a lot of thought, a lot of energy, a lot of experience, a lot of, you know, blood, sweat and tears, mistakes, you name it, has gone into our current system of pricing um, and taking everything into account. Um, now you want me to mess with that? You want, you want me to like uh, cut that open and start, you know, messing around? It's like, if you're going to give a discount, in my opinion, I think it should be something that's really well thought out um, that you have a plan for. And one thing that somebody told me that I thought was really smart is when someone asks for a discount, tell them, why don't we get to the end of this job and then talk about a discount? You know, because, I mean, if you, you, you offer a discount in the beginning and then like Bill's saying, you know, you go to the job, they haven't, they haven't made it easy for you to get in there. They've called you out, told you it was ready. You go out to measure and it's not ready. You know, they um, they don't move any of the stuff out of the way. Your guys have to move all the stuff. You know, you got to move the toilet out of the shower, right, so that you can work in there. That's never happened to you, I'm sure. You know, and then you so you get to the end of all of that, and it's like, okay, now where's my discount? Right. Or, you know, and they don't schedule it, and the guys are paving the driveway, so you're parking a block away. Yeah. You know, yeah, it just goes on and on. The painters got the tarps off, or they're spraying the walls. It's all plastic, or you got to carry it up a second floor, and there's no stairs because it's just a spline, and they think that that's safe. It, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't give a discount. I mean, it's like I I don't. It's got to be. I'm not telling term. you not to. That's right. But but if you're going to make it really thoughtful, um, you know, have, have a plan because like I say, I mean, you put a lot, you put a lot of work into figuring out how to bid jobs. It's a big deal. Not everybody can do that. That's where people fail really it is in that, that stage, you know? So if you're able to accurately bid jobs and get done on budget and make money, congratulations, you've accomplished something huge. That's the truth. Sure. You know, and I know what Brian was getting at when he first asked that question, and it's a very valid question. I think all of us have thought about that same thing when you're startup and you're trying to entice new builders, but there's a trap that gets set there, and sometimes it's very hard to get out of. It really is. It's something that we don't want to go down. I've been down it, Brian. Believe me, I've been. that's why I can talk so freely over it. I think of the better... Tactic is to show them the value in your work, your consistency, your reliability, uh, the fact that you'll be there for a callback. Those are really immeasurable. Mm-hmm. How important mm-hmm. that is to a builder. Mm-hmm. I have one more thing uh, to, to point out. You know, I, I know that there's a couple competitors we have that are kind of lower priced. And I always kind of think, especially the, the small guy in a truck, right? 
And I always think, you know, I would rather make an extra $150 per shower door that I do, or at least an extra $100 more than what most guys get. Because I'd rather make more money per door or more money per day. You know, you want to maximize. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. So it's kind of mm -hmm. a numbers game. You, you, uh, you know, if this builder wasn't to work out for you, go to another one. You know, uh, you, you just keep uh, quoting and quoting and you get them. And, and to everybody's point, do the best you can on service and uh, you'll be successful, you know. Um, and actually, even if you don't get this particular next job for this builder, doesn't mean he won't try you on maybe his next house. Mm. I just follow up. So yeah. in their head, Brian, you're, you're spot on there because in their head, they're going to, if something goes wrong on this house that you don't get, they're going to say to themselves, geez, I should have spent that extra hundred bucks with the other guy. Mm. Mm -hmm. The guy seemed loyal. He was there. He, you know, he was honest with me. He wasn't playing any games, you know, it, it happens all the time. You know, every time you go out and buy anything and you think you did a better job buying it cheaper, you end up finding out, geez, maybe I should have spent that little bit more and, and I would have got that. Now, there's no guarantee you would have got that, but in your mind, you're saying that to yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah, you don't always get what you pay for. You don't always do, no. But you rarely get what you don't pay for. <laughs> You're exactly right, Chris. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, at this point, if if you don't get it, let's say you quote it and he doesn't give you or award you this one particular house, you might get the next house. Mm -hmm. so. Brian, you're such a good salesman. All you got to do is say, hey, don't let the word free in freedom glass get you <laughs> Thinking the wrong way here. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You should use that as your opening line. Get the elephant out of the room right away. Love it. So commenting and questions. So, so first off, the comment, I mean, we tend to be higher than everyone else in our market. And um, people ask all the time, you know, do you price match and things like that? And it's like, no, I think, you know, we're, we're a little higher that allows us to be a little better and, and, you know, improve and, and, you know, that's all there for a reason. They usually, after they end up asking for a price match and they'll try and beat me up a little bit. And then when they realize I'm not going to budge, then they say, okay, I'm ready to place the order. But um, um, so First, that comment, I think that it's important to not be the lowest price in your area. That's the last thing that I would want mm -hmm. is to be the low, low cost leader. Um, but the question to all of you, has anyone found a good way of um, finding out some comparison pricing? Mm -hmm. I mean, every time someone says, hey, I got another quote from someone else, I try and get a copy of it. But anyone else find any good ways of seeing where you sit in your market? I actually, today, I, uh, I impersonated a, a homeowner that just did two <laughs> bathroom remodels. <laughs> and uh, I drew up a sketch and I, I sent it to a couple of guys in a couple shops in the area to see you know where they come in at 
uh, so I can compare kind of where I'm coming at. I always ask the customers, if I don't get the job, I always ask. People are usually pretty open and free um, with providing me the information. Um, that being said, I've, I've come in higher on a, on a couple of jobs and I've still gotten it uh, based on communication and, and service and being thorough and explaining what it is I'm giving to them and stuff like that. So even being the higher guy doesn't always kind of kick me out of the game. Yeah. Rarely kicks me out of the game. Have you so, heard have you heard of the business triangle? It's a it's an age-old thing. You just take a triangle or a pyramid, and there's three points, and it's quality, time, and price. And there's a little saying under there that says pick two because you can't have all three. Mm-hmm. That's that's the generalized rule in business, right? So if you want a cheap price, then either you're gonna get you know, less quality, or you're going to wait longer for it. So there's a whole thing in building that value. They're only looking at one part of the formula, the price. Mm-hmm. So, so when Shannon says they want you to match price, you could come back and says, well, are they going to match quality? I mean, are they going to match my quality? Are they going to match my turnaround price? Are they going to match my uh, confidence level that you have in me and that I can do for you? I mean, wow, that's a good saying, man. Are they going to match my quality? Right. If I have to match their price, are they going to match my quality? Mm-hmm. And I've, I mean, I've used that. Yeah, I heard it brilliant. here and I've used it. Yeah. It's true. Or are they going to match our turnaround time? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to match our, our service attentiveness to your needs? Tell me that. And it, why, it, why it, are you it offers the opportunity for thought. Right. Because a, a regular homeowner isn't really considering that until you bring it to their attention, to the forefront. And then yep. the question becomes like, oh, wow, I never I never really considered that. I don't think they do. Um, and I've, I've said that to people like, listen, if you're if you're shopping on, on cost alone, like I'm not I'm not the lowest guy. But, you know, if, if quality and, and communication and, you know, value has you know any meaning in this then you know you're you're calling the right company so you know you'll be taken care of the way you deserve you know how many people say oh you know you can say that because you make your own glass so you keep your cost down and i say no the reason we're making our own glass is so that we can control the time and the quality hmm. that's that's a bigger issue than the price i could have continued buying from coral and i their price was fair and reasonable but the fact that I can control quality and turnaround time adds such much more value to those builders that call you at the last minute when they're ready to have the closing. Oh, I need a shower door. And then they're screaming at you and you're waiting two weeks for your supplier to deliver. You know, it, it's much better if you can push it through the shop and get it there the next day or the day after that. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. But they don't even look at that part of the equation. And you have to make people aware that there's more things than just price. There's much more. I when mean, we first started our fabrication plant, there was a competitor that goes after all the track homes. 
and he can have them. So he is, he's the master of the track home. And when we started fabricating, he told our um, like distributors and people in common that he knew that the reason we were fabricating was so that we could um, produce at a lower cost and come in lower than him and take his market. And I'm like, you, you guys go tell him he's, he's got it. It's his, it's all his. It's forever. safe, huh? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Tell him stay in that world. And, and I'll tell you what, as his receivables start, when the builders slow down, his receivables are going to build and build and build. And if he's doing their business on low margins, it's going to catch up to him. Mm. And he's going to become their bank. And a guy, mm. a small business, he can't be their bank. Mm. Very, very difficult. We kind of weigh how much of the track builders that we do and will handle and that we can be the bank based on that yeah it's a it's a good formula to look at how much of your business is generating cash flow very quickly and how much of it is over time now again a few months ago the overtime wasn't as big a deal because whether the money's sitting in, in their bank account owing it to you or in your bank account you weren't making any money on it times have changed the feds increased the rate again today so if you got money sitting in the bank, you're actually starting to make some significant money um, on your cash. Where before it, it, you know, you might as well put it into inventory because that's how you turn your inventory into cash. But now that you got some cash and you can store it, you're actually making you're making money on it. So now your receivables are important to get collected. And when you're doing track home builders and they're paying you in 120 days, hmm. it racks up really quickly and you're becoming their banker or those retainages that maybe oh. you never see yeah oh. they drag on for a year or so on big projects yeah some small guys just can't can't handle that you well, know that's don't, a, don't be a great to. topic for another time because um you know i would like to start bidding some bigger projects to have that diversification in my customer base but you know the retainage thing that just blows my mind and uh you know we again we can talk about that another time because we're going to run out but and then uh you know how to bid some of that stuff uh you know i'd like to pick pick your brains on this mm. bill or anybody else that is in the group um, so yeah, 10, yeah. ten on every billing cycle. Yeah, and you know now when when the um, economy crashed in the recession, this guy though, he ended up absorbing a lot of the tracked home builders, and he you know because they needed somebody who could fill the void because everybody was going out of business or weren't, um, and he's in the flooring and mostly the flooring business, but he, he made a deal with the volume builder and said, hey, I'm not going to allow these long receivables. I want to get paid. Like, I, I think he was saying two weeks, but he, he made an agreement and, uh, you know, has one person that oversees that to make sure they're not falling behind and, and, and uh, on the agreement, 
Um, but he said, you know, we have to make money. I'm willing to give you really good pricing, uh, willing to do all these things, but I need to have my money in a timely fashion. So I don't know if anybody here in the group has any anything like that, uh, where you, you have those conversations with, with your volume builders. For those of you who have volume builders. That could be a whole nother discussion, but yeah. yes, we do. I mean, we've got high rise towers that drag on for years. We've got, and Shannon's exactly right with the retainage. So we try and do that during the bidding to say, okay, you can have a retainage for, you know, this many in the pod or however many, or maybe break it down per tower. Like we're doing five towers. Let's treat each tower as an individual one. So now you're only maybe a year out on the retainage. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we can talk about that for sure. Or you yeah, personally- That would be a good topic for a-, for a, um, for a Yeah, and then at the end of the project, if something goes wrong and it's not your problem, you don't get your money until it's fixed. That's exactly right. We had one, it was a roofer's problem. We had, and, we had yeah. one sewer treatment plant that started like five years. And by the time we got to the administration buildings, that was five years later. And when they went to do all the pumps, they were spiking the computer system and they held retention on the, the treatment plant. Mm -hmm. On five, you know, and we had nothing to do with what was going on five years before. Yeah, your lawyer can fix that. There is a way around it, especially if you can identify the 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 bottleneck there, if it, yeah. if it was the one, but we'll talk about that. I see we're running out of time. The other piece to add to that conversation when we talk about it are those clauses that that are the you don't get paid if we don't get paid from the from the whoever's financing it. Yeah, all oh, those make me crazy. Yep. If enough of us, if this whole industry understood all the contracts instead of just signing it and agree to it, and we took a stand, they would have no choice but to give in to us because. I mean, they need us as much as we want their business. They need us. Mm -hmm. And Chris, we could talk about this, the same thing with Angie's List and Home Advisor. We're actually working for them and they need us. And we shouldn't be paying for these leads that they give out to three or four other companies. Mm -hmm. And enough of us have to understand how it works and we would have much better leverage. Yeah, that's a rocket right there. Yeah, there is. So, so don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at how good when you get a good topic. Look at how fast time goes by. Right, man. Yeah. Killing it. Flew tonight. It flew. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for showing up. You know, there was uh, we were getting down to the last minute there, and it was just me and Tim. I was thinking, man, me and Tim are going to have to do this tonight. It's going to be the Chris and Tim show. <laughs> and everybody showed up, man. Like the last couple of minutes is awesome. I knew you wouldn't fail. Well, anyway, hey, thanks a lot for joining us. I uh, hope you learned as much as I did tonight. Um, I love it. I'll come back next Wednesday and we'll do it again. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us.
I look forward to seeing you.